0: welcome to another episode of The Matcha Diaries. This is Podmas episode five and uh, these are
1: your hosts Car and Leo. These are. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> these are. <laughs> Thereby are these. <laughs> Hi everyone. This is number five of Podmas. How crazy. Uh, me and Cara have now been talking for
0: like uh, four hours straight so I feel slightly
1: delusional now, like <laughs> a little bit. It's okay, don't worry. This
0: is the last episode of like the bulk recording session, so the next episode yeah. is gonna be all fresh. But to be fair, i'm in I'm in a pensive mood now. I'm in like a like because our last episode was a bit more serious, and this episode is obviously, yeah, very serious, yeah, or just more serious. so it's going to it's and it's interesting because I was like talking to Marco about it cuz we had a, a lunch break and he was like why are you recording <laughs> Us this working episode? Girlies. Yeah, he was like that's not festive at all. And I mean if you've clicked on this episode and listening, you obviously see the title, you know what it's about. But me and Cara felt like it was an important topic for those of you who do struggle with this and we've both been in the position where an episode like this. Yeah. I, I know I would have clicked on it because it would have been relevant to me at a point in time. And it's... Yeah. I think sometimes difficult for people to understand who, like, thank God for them, like, you know, amazing for them that they haven't gone through experiences like this where they have dealt with disordered eating or negative emotions towards food. Yeah. But for those of you who do or who have, I feel like the holiday time is... A difficult period for that or just a period where you're very confronted with food and a mm. lot of triggers and a lot of like I'm social so environments and yeah it mm. it can be very overwhelming so agreed I wonder shall we just not do a segment and just get straight into it like I I wonder if I can just ask you Carl, like what you're like obviously on this podcast we've spoken about like our own history with it all maybe you could do like a very brief recap mm. but like how did you feel and probably big disclaimer that will be trigger warning we'll be talking about yeah disordered eating we are not professionals in any way this is not going to be like us giving medical advice it's yeah it's just talking about our own experience um and I guess maybe what we wish we would have known at those points in time but yeah I yeah yeah, Cara do you just want to give an overview of like maybe your experience with like the holidays growing up like being a teenager up till now and
1: like yeah food so this might sound weird but I feel very very privileged that I think my like the worst of the experience happened in my last year before going to university so it was literally just my last year of school it probably was very much like stress induced and stuff so I I feel very lucky that it wasn't the majority of my high school years or school years it was majorly towards the end Um, so I honestly don't have, like, core memories of, like, thoughts and anxieties that I had during the Christmas periods, um, about this, but I remember when I was going, so basically I, quick summary, I had to have, like, two major surgeries in a period of a month, and I ended up losing a lot of weight during that experience, which then made um, everyone start complimenting me and saying, oh, you look good, you look good. And I was like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. losing weight means looking good. Let's keep doing it. (laughs) Um, So I got, like, very, (laughs) very obsessed with, like, controlling the food that I was eating and working out, and I lost, like, a significant amount of weight in a short period of time. Um, And then... I obviously wanted to control that and make sure that I stayed at that weight so yeah it was just very much controlling how much I was eating and exercising and limiting like the portions that I was putting on my food and like on my plate um saying no to like snacks or like any eating outside of the core like meal times um so I'm very grateful now that I obviously like still have thoughts of like oh I don't want to eat that much like during this period so I feel like the thoughts still do creep up of me trying to maybe consciously as well like this month I've been trying to eat healthier because I'm like yeah you're probably gonna eat a lot of food over the next few months which is a bit annoying that those thoughts are still creeping up but I can really empathize for people that are still in that peak like disordered thinking patterns um during this period because a lot of the culture of christmas is surrounded by food and desserts and baking and um yeah just like having family family gathered together and literally just eating it's such a big i think i saw one of the replies on instagram of like what your christmas traditions are and pe- someone said like eating from the 24th of december until j- like january 2nd non-stop like that's all <laughs> that they would do um so yes i can't remember an exact time like i I don't have a christmas in mind where i remember feeling overwhelmed um about that experience but yeah i think for anyone that's going through those thoughts or like i can imagine there's a lot of anxiety of like the days before meeting up with people for those events where you're gathering and eating and stuff and i think if you are worried about that i think maybe just remember like the nice parts that come with that gathering and remembering that like what's the whole point of meeting up with your family and like having a meal together that's actually quite a beautiful thing to have like the ability to surround yourself with the people closest to you and um, share a meal and I think if you can it depends on the family as well but like if you do trust like the close members of your family I think vocalize those concerns that you have before like make it clear that you don't want people to like make comments about how much you're eating on that day or um ask questions because I think that's also the hardest part is when you meet like extended family and they start making comments of like how you look and um which family will maybe often being do. like oh they will definitely do unfortunately <laughs> um and I can imagine making comments of people like putting food on your plate and be like oh we need to fatten you up because like that has happened before to me um so I think it's remembering that you need to distance your like the thoughts of what your thoughts from what is actually being said to you and remember that they're probably quite outdated and um they don't realize the extent of the comments and how they might affect you so I think you just need to like, put a barrier between what is being said and, like, don't let it impact you, which obviously is easier said than done. Um. But, yeah, should do you want to go through your experience and then we can talk, like, general things about it?
0: Yeah. Um. Again, we have, like, f- whole podcast episodes where we go into more depth into, like, both of our experiences with this, if you're interested. Mm-hmm. But for me, it started when I was around 14. And I would say... I had, like, again, peaks and troughs with it, like, times where it was worse than others. But I would say it kind of lasted until I was around, like, 21. Mm. Um, So I feel like I was... Again, it wasn't as bad when I was at uni. Like, I think at school it was definitely the worst and the most visible, quote-unquote. Which, again, is also tricky because I feel like sometimes... You will very often not know that someone is actually sick in their mind, which is like what the, which is like what eating disorders are. It's like a disease that's happening in your brain, like in your head. Mm
1: -hmm. But because they
0: don't look quote unquote sick, it's, Mm. it's easy to almost like discredit yourself because you're like, well, I'm, I look healthy or, you know, I look a certain way that doesn't fit into what, you know, and someone struggling with an eating disorder looks like yeah and that can also I feel like feed into your own illness because you're like well I want to almost cry for help but I feel like I can't do it until I am sick enough
1: look the, yeah
0: and I think it's really weird I think when you're in that mindset because you almost want people to say like be worried about your like compliment on how skinny you are but at the same time I feel like as soon as you get those compliments you also want to keep it so it also fuels you to keep perpetuating your eating patterns or your thought patterns and I feel like in terms of like Christmas I can't like remember specific years in terms of like experiences I had but I do just remember that it would almost be like either I would always go through like again ups and downs because I'd like try and talk myself out of it and I'd either be like okay it's the holidays like let me just like do what I want and like you know let go and then either I'd like feel guilty about it or I'd like go for runs like on you know Christmas morning or I'd like work out in like my grandparents house like I do remember um especially at uni like my my habits changed so it was less like around eating less it was more around like working out to overcompensate for it which also is like Mm -hmm. an unhealthy mindset to it um yeah. and then when I was younger I think it was also in terms of like it's almost like I almost saw it as like like a challenge to like be proud if I managed to not eat as many cookies or like resist the temptation or you know it's just it's harder to not it's harder to be sick in those environments because it's more visible that when you're not eating because everyone is eating around you and enjoying themselves to mm-hmm. a normal degree so I feel like it is a trickier time and I I just really, really, really feel for people who are caught in those mind patterns because I feel like it's one of, it's like the darkest, one of the darkest periods of my life or like darkest moments in my life have been to do with like those recurring thought patterns and there's so much more difficult to get out of than people think that haven't experienced them before and I think it can be so easy to just be like oh it's just such a privileged problem to have like you have more than enough food just eat it you know and it's obviously not a reflection of necessarily the food it's more just like what's going on internally you know and your yeah. own self-worth and your own perception about yourself or craving love or you know whatever that might be for you I think again it's very very personal to like whatever your symptom like what it's a symptom of but I just, if you're going through this right now, I just want to say that you have it in you to get better. Like, it's so scary to recover, I feel like, because you almost don't want to lose your sick body. Like, there's something that, like, you do have an emotional attachment to it. Again, because of, like, fucking compliments, like you were saying, you know, it's, it's fucked up that, like, our our world, like, rewards bodies even, or, like, rewards you <laughs> with compliments or external validation even though you're actually not healthy and yeah I you it will get better and you're strong enough to get through it to get better and I feel like this is obviously a tough time but it's in terms of like you're more faced with certain things or like you're more faced with potential triggers but that at the same time can also be a blessing in terms of, like, you can challenge yourself to eat certain fear foods of yours, and... Yeah. You, I think you just have to be extra conscious of how you speak to yourself and how you navigate when you do eat something that maybe in your mind you feel guilty about, and then it's... It's okay that you feel guilty about it in the first instance, but then it's like, okay, how do you react to that then, you know? Do you let yourself... Yeah. Do you let that ruin your whole day because you're caught in a spiral, or do you snap yourself out of it and you're like, okay, that that's fine this has happened and I'm gonna move on I'm gonna continue eating as normal I'm not gonna change my eating patterns the next day because I feel like I ate a lot yesterday or for a week Mm. now you know it's I think it's maybe see it as as a chance to prove to yourself that you can do it differently or that you can treat yourself better
1: yeah I also think it's like decatastrophizing the situation Mm -hmm. like I do think it's a good way to be like look I'm gonna have a few weeks where I'm, like, enjoying the company, enjoying the food. Obviously, like you said, you might still have those thoughts in your mind, but you have to, like, really push through. And then, like, think of how you'll feel in in January where you're, like, look, I did it and I'm still fine. Yeah. Like, I, it's, like, it's, I don't, like... I'm trying to think back of how I felt and I remember thinking that like the smallest thing that I was consuming mm-hmm. was going to make the biggest difference and like instantly change the way that I was going to look yeah. and it's just like so not true Yeah, and like bodies don't work like that and I think that's the thing like people are afraid of having a few weeks where you're literally just consuming what you want to consume and enjoying it um, and that sounds scary when really in reality all it is is like you enjoying yourself and yeah. like having a good time and eating good food and, like, spending good company with the people that you're surrounded... You know, you're surrounding yourself by. Yeah. So I think it's just reminding yourself that, like, one day of... Or, like, a week of eating more is really not going to do anything. Like, it genuinely is so, like... Not a thing, you know? Do you know what I'm trying to say?
0: Yeah. No, I completely agree. It's almost like exposure therapy. I feel like for... The year where I did the most progress in terms of my recovery is, like, the year where I actively pushed myself to just eat whatever the fuck I wanted, basically do no exercise. Probably not the healthiest, but I think for me, when I was, like, in an exercise addiction pattern, I kind of needed that. And mm. nothing. Like, the world didn't end. Like, everything yeah. everything was fine. It's just, yeah. you just build it up in your mind that your life is going to change and people are going to treat you differently and blah, 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 blah. And actually, you're just going to end up being happier and more confident and get your life back and get your ability to be in the moment and enjoy things. And one thing that, like, I I remember one of the conversations that really stuck with me with Marco, because, again, he's been really helpful for me to uh, get over some of, like, the lingering thoughts and... I remember him telling me that, like, he has no interest in, like, being in the gym or working out for, like, aesthetic gains or anything like that. Because he was like, oh, when when you're, like, 80 years old, first of all, everyone's going to look the same because everyone's going to be wrinkly and old. And you're not going (laughs) to think back on your life and be like, oh, I wish I would have spent that extra time in the gym or I wish I wouldn't have eaten this, right? You'd be like, I wish I had been in the moment. You'd be like, I wish I had enjoyed that meal or... That time I had no. with X Y Z family members or with friends, because again, you also don't know when you're gonna have that moment again. Like mm. things are fleeting, especially like in high school. I feel like situations are fleeting. Like you're not gonna live with your parents forever, or at uni you're not gonna live with your flatmates forever. You're it's also temporary. So we're just we're robbing ourselves of of memories if we're thinking yeah. that way. Yeah and that's so true I think it is helpful sometimes to put yourself either in the shoes of like your younger self or your older self and be like how would they feel about you doing that to yourself right now and what would they tell you yeah and I think most often it would be like just fucking enjoy yourself and it's it's not that deep and yeah you're stuck in a cycle of your own making
1: yeah like I I mean you saying that has really made me think because in my last year of uh, high school before I went to uni I used to like limit the amount of food that I could eat and it was always just like my mom's home cooked food and now looking back I'm like what were you doing like mm. you were so lucky to have your mom's food every single day and now like whenever I go home that's all I think about I'm like I literally make her a list I'm like mom can you make me this 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 and this Cara's mom's food is um, amazing. <laughs> my mom likes cooking so um but yeah it's so true like I that I will never be able to go back and, like, have that last year of school where she, you know, where that was actually just, like, a good thing to have is, like, with all the stress that school gave me and exams and stuff, like, that was probably the one constant that I could have relied on is, like, having a good healthy meal that my mom was making and not having to even deprive myself of that. Like, it's such a, it's, like, a sad thing to look back on. And now I literally just, like, Can't wait to go home and eat my mom's food.
0: (laughs) That's why I feel like it's also I feel like often depends I guess like at what point you're at with like your Yeah. Like your mind. I feel like sometimes you're able to realize it's bad and like you're doing something wrong, but it's just difficult to like shake yourself out of it. But I think it is also helpful to like see the other side and be able to realize that you're gonna come out of it. And you will, like, 100% if you want to you will and yeah it's gonna take internal strength but you've got it like and it's also I think unhelpful I feel like because we're often like oh I have I do have regrets and I was like how I treat my body how I treat my mind in like those times but at the same time it's also no point in terms of being angry at yourself for that or missing certain experiences because it's like well actually that's made us so much more aware or grateful like at this current point of time or even now Mm -hmm. I I feel like now it makes us like able to speak about this with you guys which I hope is like even helping maybe like one person to feel like they're not alone in this because that's often I feel like again you like really isolate yourself because you always feel like you're the only person that's going through it you're the only person who's like thinking about food in that way Mm -hmm. and trust me you're not Like, chances are, especially if you're, like, under the age of 21, that a lot of people in your friendship group will be going through the same thing.
1: Yeah, which is, like, a sad thing to be, like, certain of, but it's the reality of it.
0: I would say, like, when I talk to other, like, girls now our age, like, two out of three would have experienced it. When they were younger.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I can't speak for, like, men. Because I feel like some of them do say that they've experienced it. But I I haven't had as many conversations with men. I think it, like, comes out potentially in, like, different ways. But also doesn't mean, like, if you're a guy listening. I feel like it's... Obviously, this also applies to you. And, like, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that as well. And, like, certain body ideals and stereotypes and everything. So...
1: But just, yeah. life is so short. It truly is. Yeah, I mean I'm th- like I think almost every I think every person every f- female in my immediate family has gone through that like those thoughts. So it's quite scary how common it is, but Yeah, and I think it's also just being like also if you're listening to this and you had that experience like you went through a toxic eating disorder and you obviously are in a better space now but you still have those thoughts creeping up like again I think we spoke about this before that it isn't like you have it and like you get over it and that's completely like you're fine like I think the thoughts do still creep up sometimes so even if you aren't as bad in the journey as you were but you're still a bit anxious about it I think this is still as relevant to you and remember that like I think maybe just like remember why you chose to or like made the active effort to get out of those thinking patterns and remind yourself of that. Yeah. Cuz um Yeah, it's such a such a difficult topic.
0: Yeah. And even we've, again, we said this in a previous episode, but even just being able to recognize that something is like a toxic thought is like a win in itself cuz you're able to differentiate like the almost evil voice in your head which is telling you like don't eat that yeah. or that was bad you can see that as like that's not you or that's not right and that's mm. a big step in itself so even if like the thoughts come again try and acknowledge it and be like okay I see what you're trying to do but I'm not gonna react I see
1: you <laughs> I see I you. see you creeping up but
0: no <laughs> I and then just be proud but that no, you're no, able no. to distinguish it from like, the, the true voice yeah. in your head, like, your true self.
1: Yeah. I do think that can also be, though, quite hard of when you, like, know that it's... When you're, like, aware that it's a toxic mm-hmm. thing, but then you, it still c- continues to creep up. That can be quite... Like, I've had that before as well, where I'm like, I know I shouldn't be thinking these things, yeah. but, like, I am. Yeah. And, then, like, breaking that cycle is so hard. And, like, I don't have the perfect answer for how to do it. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm still going
0: it's because we're still like fucking human and living in a society where the same things are like still being perpetuated and still being idealized even if it's now in a different way and potentially a bit more hidden but
1: yeah but do you feel like it's getting worse again like yeah the 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 idea type of like figure that you see online that's being like praised and stuff because i i feel like in the past maybe year or year and a half it has gotten significantly worse like
0: yeah, the, the thin spell has definitely, like, re-kicked in again. It's coming
1: back. It's so- And, like, the low-rise jeans and, like, people being like, oh, are you, like, do you have the type, body type to wear it or do you not? And, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of, a lot of, like, the girls that I'm seeing on TikTok or, like, people doing cute, like, OOTDs and stuff are all in a very similar body type and maybe that's the thing that i need to make the effort to like expose myself to other content yeah creators or people that look different yeah and not i don't know
0: i feel like pinterest is w- one of the worst platforms which almost shows that maybe it never went away because i think pinterest fashion has always been white skinny very young women yeah or girls yeah <laughs> and yeah to be fair i don't think that's changed like throughout the years so i think it's been simmering it's just
1: no maybe
0: had like a i don't know maybe it was like slightly hidden by some like kim k and you know having like a thick booty and like that being in and i don't know but i feel like it's it's always been but, there but
1: they've like shifted as well i think yeah. that what like the image that they're trying to portray of what is good or not um And I do think, like, as sad as it makes me, they have such a big impact on, like, what people think is acceptable and not acceptable in terms of how they look like, which is frustrating.
0: Yeah, I do definitely Um, think that, like, curating your feed again is, like, really, really helpful. Like, I used to follow, like, Victoria's Secret models and stuff like that, and, like, that wasn't that helpful. And there's a lot of amazing people that I follow now which just, like, look amazing and are very confident who they are. I think one person that's really cool to follow is Ella... I think it's her name is Ella Hakus or something. Let me quickly double check. But she is like a Mm. swimsuit illustrated model. She's like stunning. Um, Stunning? Oh, Ella Halikas. But she's just like so confident and she's a plus-size model. But she's, yeah, she's just an icon i love Wait, how do
1: you spell her name
0: ella so oh, then yeah another amazing person which i loved follow is nelly what's her last nelly london
1: can i follow her for more match that instagram
0: yeah yeah and uh, yeah nelly london is amazing like she does a lot of
1: oh i love 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 she's her. just like, like such love love love
0: a beautiful person inside and out she really loves herself she does like such hot like lingerie like photo shoots and stuff but it's all like in just a very realistic way as well and I, I really enjoy following her on on YouTube on Instagram like I just think she's an amazing role model person to be following online
1: yeah same I'm obsessed with her also she's like half Lebanese right yeah
0: yeah And her relationship is also so cute. Like, they put so much effort, like, always in, like, surprising the other person and making cute date ideas. Yeah, I love.
1: You know what? I think I need a bit of a refresher on the people that I'm following.
0: I mean, that also can be something good, maybe, like, going into the holiday season. I know our last episode was about, like, social media comparison. But that can also be good in terms of, like, this topic. So I feel like. It's something that you can actively do to influence even if maybe you don't want to go off Instagram completely. Muting certain people, unfollowing certain people, making sure that if you are on Instagram, it's you're not immediately sucked into a hole of comparison. In terms of like negative comparison.
1: No, true. Um
0: But yes. I think we're gonna end it here. And yeah, feel free Yeah, a little
1: short, sweet episode. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: don't know how sweet it was, but I feel like if you, if any of this like resonates to you with any, in any way, or if you're struggling with this in in any way or form, feel free to DM us or send us an email. Our email is always like in our show notes. Obviously, again, we are absolutely not qualified in any way, shape or form, but we're always here to like talk or listen um, about anything, even if you just like want a space to vent or just get some thoughts off your chest if you don't feel like maybe you have someone to talk honestly about it in your life and again I've I've been there and I wouldn't want any of you guys to feel that way so we're always here and yeah you 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 deserve better than what you're currently doing to yourself if you are doing those thoughts so just sending you lots of love
1: yeah yeah same here <laughs> perfectly sad Leo
0: okay we love you and we'll speak to you very okay. very soon in our
1: next podcast episode <laughs> speak soon everybody bye bye, bye. bye. bye.